The first reading today is from Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 to 6. The new heaven and the new earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And then I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. And the second reading is taken from John chapter 11, verses 17 to 29, and then 38 to 44. Jesus, the resurrection and the life. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary, to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to him, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and he's calling for you. When she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, there is already a stench because he's been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always heard me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, 
Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. This is the word of God. Shall we pray? <laughs> oh, Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the resurrection. Oh, Lord Jesus, you are everything. Open our hearts and minds and lives to receive so that we don't miss out on anything that you want to give us and to be to us. We pray now. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. You know, Jesus went to, to great lengths to tell us who he is, and in his many, many I, I am statements, uh, which we read in John's Gospel, he made it clear that we should know him and that we should relate to him right across the board in every area in every part of our life 24-7 you know there's so much about him that's revealed in John's gospel and we see how Jesus fulfilled what he said as recorded in chapter 10 when he said I have come that you may have life can I emphasize this word life throughout this morning I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. New Revised Standard Version says, you may have life and have it abundantly. You see, Jesus came and he still comes to offer right now a life that is abundantly rich and full. A life with him which is lived, as it were, on, on a higher plane because of his overflowing forgiveness and love and guidance. But we see in the account of the death and the raising of Lazarus, part of it uh, that Rachel has just read to us this morning, he takes us, as it were, into an extension of that abundant life, into the spheres of eternity and life beyond the grave. We had a funeral service here on on Thursday and we heard again those triumphant words of Jesus I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever lives and believes in me will never die what a victory cry that every believer can utter with total confidence uh, when I was uh, preparing uh, for today, I came across uh, something that Selwyn Hughes had quoted, uh, referring to an occasion when a, a young curate was about to conduct his first funeral service. He thought it wise to search the Gospels to discover how Jesus conducted funerals. Unable to find any reference to such an event, 
he asked his senior pastor where he should have looked. Ah, oh, my dear boy, said the pastor, Jesus never conducted funerals. He only conducts resurrections. And indeed, Jesus made it clear that he and he alone is the resurrection and that belief in him is the one and only criterion. And you know, for any who may have lingering doubts, may the account of that restoration of, to physical life to Lazarus be a booster, as it were, to our faith and belief, that token pledge of the life-giving power that Jesus offers. As we make our way through John's Gospel, we see what I would call that steady crescendo of the life-changing experiences which Jesus brings. There's that water into wine, which gives us an early glimpse of the difference Christ makes to life when he's invited in. Nicodemus discovers that new life is available to those who are born again. The Samaritan woman at the well learns of the life that springs up within to satisfy all thirst. And having fed the 5,000, Jesus goes on to explain to the crowd that he is the living bread and that anyone who eats this bread will live forever. Then Jesus goes on to bring revitalized life to the dying boy, revitalized life to the long-standing paralytic, revitalized life to the man born blind. And now, in this Lazarus story, Jesus' offer is filled out to the fullest proportion. He has nothing less than the indestructible life of the resurrection. Nothing less than the very life of our deathless God himself as we see death doomed forever in the presence and the company of Jesus. See, Jesus is the prince of life and in him resurrection power in resurrection power we have life life l-i-f-e come on in large majestic capital letters yes it is in him with him through him that at every stage from the cradle to the grave and beyond that we are raised to life You know, Martha believed in the healing power of Jesus. In verse 21, oh, she said, Oh, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. You see, for her, that was the very best that Jesus could do. But now, Lazarus was dead. And she was grieving and disappointed. How easily she could have retreated from him in resentment. Instead, she moved forward, trusting for an explanation. Yes, Martha believed in a remote general resurrection. Oh, but there was greater revelation to come. She was to learn that the gift of resurrection life 
is a present gift for the here and now. And like her, my friends, we too can experience resurrection life flowing to us from the Lord, creating, if you like, that very strange tension of an aging body (laughs) which is dying physically, but yet is endowed with the life of the age to come, will never die. Do you notice how Jesus didn't allow Martha to remain sitting on the fence? He challenged her clearly and simply. He said, everyone who believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Martha I wonder whether there are any of us here or perhaps with us online who are sitting on that proverbial fence this morning you know Jesus challenges us now do you believe this do you believe that everyone who believes in Jesus will never die You know, as the coffin is lowered into the grave, as the doors at the crematorium close, death is very real. So too for Martha those many years ago. But in the raising of Lazarus, she had a visible proof of Christ's claim to be the resurrection. But Jesus tested her belief in advance, didn't he? When they stood outside the tomb, as she expressed her doubts when Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And as Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man lived again. I noted in one commentary that if Jesus had omitted the name of Lazarus and only called out, come out, all the neighboring tombs would have emptied. But yes, in that moment, Martha saw the glory of God. And that day, Martha had said, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. And that day she knew beyond all doubt that she had met with the Messiah. And of course, what she'd discovered, she wanted others to know. She went back to call her sister Mary The teacher's here. He's calling for you. See, the saviour of the world had come to Bethany and he was calling for Mary. He was beckoning her to open the door of her heart and life to let him in. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. And you know, the saviour of the world still comes. He still calls And he still longs for each and every one to accept his invitation. By his spirit, he's with us wherever we are now. And he's knocking on the door of every part of our lives. I wonder if there are any areas in our lives where we've kept him away and not let him in. You know, we're never going to live life to the full 
if Jesus isn't present with us in every area. St. Paul prays in his letter to the church in Ephesus that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. Have we invited God to take up permanent residence in our hearts and in every part of our lives? You see, where Christ dwells, he's there to help us deal with every situation, every problem, every difficulty, every anxiety. Because he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And he's there to bring life to the full as we trust and believe in him. Are we missing out on anything? Oh, come on, let's pray. Thank you, Father, for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of new life. Thank you for the gift of resurrection life stretching into eternity. And thank you for offering us life to the full. Come now and set your seal of ownership on each one of us now. And may your Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives be a deposit guaranteeing all that is still to come. Amen. Amen indeed.